Hello, you beautiful Americans. On the road again. There you go. That's a good opening <laughs> right there. After last week's Finally. talk. Oh, Finally, man. I figured it out. After last week's talk of how do you follow something like that? And that was perfect. That, and well, it fits the days. It does fit the day. It fits the day. This is the prime example of you got to make time. <laughs> Fuck yes. We are roadcasting. First of, well... First hopefully, many. hopefully many. I don't see why not. Go on a road trip. You might this as well is, find something to do. Right? This is freaking perfect. Exactly. I get my cruise set here. There you go. If so, you hear a little background noise, it's because we're in a nice nice diesel. You buddy. Makes a little bit of noise. A little bit of... Yeah. That sound of freedom. It's the freedom. Yep. It's the freedom ringing. Freedom Heck ringing. Yeah. The Prius. The we Prius are, pisser offer. We are on our way back from a fabulous day in beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, man. Heading back home now. And, it, man, the food. The br- the uh, freaking booze. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Of course, not intox- not driving under the influence of alcohol, of course. Nope. Drink responsibly. Never drink and drive. You should have got more shit face because you oh, I should have. Yeah. But then I remembered because we had to make this podcast in the car or in the truck legal. Right. So you had to be completely hands-free, so I have to be coherent enough to operate all the equipment while you drive hands-free. Exactly. <laughs> to make it. They're fucking but drunk, drunk co-pilot. L- let it be known right now, if we get pulled over, we are not stopping the production. Because oh, hell no. But we probably will get stopped by, like, the biggest a-hole cop in the world that... What the will fuck is going on in here? ...will yell at us and write us for every ticket known to mankind and... But good, it, to good. the best to the best of my knowledge, we're not breaking any laws in the yeah. state of Idaho right now. I think we're good. Fuck it. At least we better be good. Right. But dude. So what's up? The name of the distillery slash restaurant. Oh, that's at, right. Was it Bardenay's? Bardenay. 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 That is I should look. I've got a bottle of their gin in the back seat now. Completely yeah. sealed, still legal. Yep. Bardenay, the one that we went to. So there's three locations, one in Coeur d'Alene. Eagle and Boise. Eagle and Boise, yes. And oh, and they're so good. Oh, man. And Coeur d'Alene, that's where they distill their vodka and bottle it there. And then Eagle is where they do their gin. And Which I enjoyed so much, we went down the street to the liquor store and I bought my own damn bottle. Yep, I bought a bottle of their rum. And you bought a bottle of their rum. Uh-huh. Oh. Because silly, something silly, and you guys, you know, you us Idaho listener, you're our Idaho listeners, you guys may know this. Our beautiful Americans. Fuck yeah. Idaho, you cannot actually sell your own booze out of your distillery, or at least they can't. Which is um, interesting. It is interesting. They have to sell it to the state Idaho liquor board, or liquor store. And then buy it back. And then buy it back from to them. To sell it. To sell it. Do you think yeah. they get a discount? That would make sense, right? I know you can get like you get some sort of discount it's when you're my, Well, you probably get a wholesale price. Right. But you think, like, I if if I own the distillery, say I make the gin, mm-hmm. sell it to you because the state says I have to sell it to you to buy it back. Right. And you're going to charge me the entire wholesale price right. for the product I just made and basically gave to you just because, or sold to you because the state said I had to. Exactly. And they have to pay for the tax stamp on all of them. Yeah. yeah. See, that seems like a big fat pain we're, in the ass. We're on the fast track to back in the moonshine and prohibition days right son of a bitch which those were great times oh dude if you're a history nerd like i am though that's so interesting to watch or to read about and watch documentaries and all that stuff right did i ever, did I ever tell you that um my grandma used to freaking run moonshine 
What? No. Yeah, yeah. She used to freaking run moonshine with her uncle, or Dur- not her uncle, her um, brother. Like during Prohibition or after Prohibition? See, when was Prohibition times? Yeah, it would have been during like Prohibition. Twenties? Early twenties? Okay, no, it wouldn't have been that. No, wasn't the Pro- I thought the Prohibition went in the thirties. Was it the dirty thirties? I, I don't, don't remember. Know. I'm not sure. I actually don't remember. And we are in the middle of. But regardless, moonshine's illegal, whether it's prohibition yeah, if you're, or not. If, what is, what's the rule? If you're selling it, that's illegal. If you make it on your own without licenses and permits and stuff and sell it, that's a no-no. Yeah. But you can make it for, like, personal use. Nope. What? Really? Nope. I thought you, you could. Have to, you can make it. You can. There's a fuel one you can make, and you have to cut it with ethanol alcohol, which, of course, you don't want to consume that because that'll kill your liver. Yeah, that'll butcher you. Yeah. So, because me and dad were looking at that, and you can't even distill, like, you can't even distill, like, a five-gallon five barrel of your own booze, any amount, for that matter, without having the distiller's license and everything. And that's even if you want to make it for your own personal consumption. Yep. Yep. No, nope, you can do homebrew beer. Not right. selling it to anybody. See, but what's the difference between beer and, and if you want to homebrew your own liquor? I guess just because of the high, higher amount of alcohol. I don't know. Well, I get... Well, I don't know. Because, like, moonshine, for instance, I know they talk about how a bad batch of moonshine will, like, make you go blind and butcher your liver. and Yeah. You know, it, it can well, mess you, you up. that ethyl alcohol. Yeah, it could really mess you up. But is the same risk there for beer? No. You just get a really bad, skunky bad... I mean, you can get some juiced-up beer, but it's going to taste like shit. But the thing is... Well, you can also do your own wine, and I think you can have wine up to, like, I'm trying to remember what the max amount is, 18% alcohol by volume for wine. Oh, my gosh. Until it's considered, uh, well, not wine, uh, alcohol. Until it's considered some kind of, like, liquor. Booze. Like that tawny yeah. that we had that was borderline freaking liqueur. Liqueur. Remember that when we had that tawny? That oh, yeah, tasted like freaking fermented plums. Yeah. Or that dates. Was- Oh, it was good for like the first couple of sips. Right. But and there's some guys that enjoy it a lot, but it just wasn't necessarily the uh, the cup of tea, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Different strokes for different get, folks. Get you ju- juiced up for sure. Oh yeah, dude. So it's been like, well, shit. Has it been a? It's been a two ten, weeks. Ten days. Ten days since we last podcast. As of today, hopefully we get this posted by tomorrow, which means eleven days because tomorrow's the twenty third. Right. But yeah, today be it. we're recording on the 22nd, and we haven't posted since the 12th. Right, yeah, because yeah, the next day I got, uh, loaded up. Or no, we did a quick cast, and I went to, we did my sister's wedding. Yep. And then when I got back, you were heading to I had hunting to go, camp. I had to go hunting. Yep. Which, oh yeah, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but oh. not, not a whole lot. I know, you, I know you slaughtered an animal. I did. I got I got the one. Well, Pop got one. I yeah. was there. I synced it. Yeah. But we went over to the uh, central Washington area. Uh-huh. And we were uh, enjoying a fine week in l- in the best, in my opinion, my favorite place in the world. Because it's a deep canyon with a river running right through it and no cell service. Perfect. Especially staying at Grandma's house, which Grandma's passed, passed away a couple of years ago. But, you know, we use the house basically still... To take care of it and maintain it, and uh, we use it for hunting cabin and whatnot. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, no internet, no cell service, mm-hmm. no nothing. Which, by the way, I got to mention too, because I was able to post that last night. Right. Our giveaway, Josh. Oh, yes. Oh. Tell our wonderful listeners all about Oh, that. you beautiful Americans. We love you so much. We want the opportunity to provide you with 
two of our finely made Build Blue podcast pint glasses. Engraved by yours. Courtesy of Double Tap Engraving of Lewiston, Idaho. Check them out on Facebook. Fantastic. Good. They'll Quality engrave. craftsmanship. They'll engrave damn near anything. I remember when I first contacted them about doing glass work. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, I can't do glass work because the machine is a little odd. Yeah. Or there was something up with the machine. I don't know if it was. I don't understand lasers. And then right. about two, three days later, he was like, hey, uh, I think I figured it out. So he went on his own and bought a beer mug and engraved it. Oh, that's that Stein that you had a picture of. Yeah. And then gave it to me. That's awesome. Didn't pay him a nickel for it. Freaking. It was beautiful. That's, see. So, of course, great customer service like that is why we go back to people to, to actually pay to have our glasses engraved. Right. But anyway, so here's the opportunity. Before Halloween night, because that's when the winner will be announced, you got to get on our Facebook page. There is a post that has giveaway in all caps with little stars and whatnot on it, so you can't miss it. And you have to share the post, and when you share it, tag at least two of your Facebook friends. Okay? Not not that complicated. Right? Yeah. Just takes a couple of seconds. A little of this, a little of that. Thank you. And on Halloween night, Josh and I are going to take every name that shared the post and followed the proper instructions, put them in a hat, and literally shake the hat up, draw a name out. And the winner will win a pair of our Built Blue pint glasses, as well as two free beers from Groundwork Brewing. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. So you can come on down to Groundwork, pick up your brand new glasses, and we'll fill them up for you. On Or us. you could have them later. Or you can have them later. You, yep. could always come back. you could always come back later. We won't forget about you. Mm-hmm. We'll never forget about our beautiful Americans. Hell no. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Just nothing too crazy, but, no. you know, get some good fine quality engraved beer glasses and get them filled too get to, get to give back to our beautiful listeners who we all love so much right here check take a look at my watch message uh oh what do you got uh oh can't do that right now babe sorry yeah. can't give you a call yeah should wait just a little bit i'm in the middle of a middle of the middle of a podcast in the middle of nowhere uh-huh i can't interrupt the show because i got to turn my phone on to airplane mode Right. Not to interrupt the show. And the service out here. And the service out here is pretty spotty, but I will right. be calling at the end of the show. Heck yeah. So how was, uh, and then after you got back from hunting camp, not to like jump all over the place. But oh, no, we're good. We always jump all over the place. Yeah, but this is true, we do. Um, you went over to Twin Cities? No. Uh, Tri-Cities. Tri-Cities. Yeah. Twin Cities in Oregon. Pasco area. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had some birthday parties to do. So we were, oh, Josh and I were just running on fumes by the end of the week. Oh, dude. Yeah. But then we get the chance to run up here to beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And, of course, we gotta, you got to get the show done. Hell, yeah. The show must go on. So, yeah. Then after, yeah, while well, you were uh, over in Tri-Cities, well, I was back from the wedding by that point, obviously. But um, got the sister all married up over in uh, Three Meadows is where she got married at. That was a great weekend. Up there Thursday through Sunday morning, uh, we went through... Well, Justin Keg beer that me and the wife brought up from uh, different distributor distributors around the area. How many kegs? Um, two one sixth kegs and a half barrel, which equals out to about twenty five, twenty seven gallons of beer. Which a half barrel? So a keg is like what you think is like the big barrel looking. Right, they that's don't a full keg. The half barrel is the biggest one you can get. Why can't you get a full keg? 
Um, cause it, so I guess it goes off into industrial size. A full barrel is 30 gallons. Uh huh. And so then a half barrel, 15.5 or it's 31 gallons. Yeah. 31 gallons for a full barrel industrial and barrel 15.5 for a half yep and that's the most amount of beer that you can put in a keg or the biggest one you can get beer wise is a half barrel quote unquote and so and then Why? a sixther is five point uh, depends you know five point anywhere from 5.1 to 5.5 hmm but that's interesting yeah we went through all of that so almost almost 27 gallons of beer that's about what i figured Ooh, and how many people were up there um most of the half barrel was drank by the party of all the groomsmen and family, which, you know, it was about 10 to 12 people were drinking that Saison. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, what kind of beer. beers were taken up there? So we had a Saison, a Barley Brown Saison, and we had a Laughing Dog Amber, and then I cannot remember what the Pilsner was. People come up with the coolest names for stuff. Oh, dude. Yeah. It was really freaking good. All of it was good. Hmm. I didn't tap the sixthers until um, the day of the wedding, and those were polished off by the end of the night. Oh, jeez, please. On top of all that beer that was drank, though, I drank a fifth of Johnny Walker Black. And, well, brother and dad helped me with that. Dad brought up his blue corn liquor from a Montana distillery, which is amazing stuff. For a 121-proof liquor, it is so smooth. Oh, my God. But it hits you really good. So is it smooth or is it so hot it just numbs your throat? Um, the first sip is like, oh boy, yeah, that's got some juice behind it. And then after that, it's just like you can, I I didn't put ice in it. I didn't water it down. Just straight. It's a little warm though? It's warm, but not like you're thinking like make you numb. It's super not good. disgusting warm? No. Because there's a difference. Because it's, it's a 70, I want to say it's a 75, $80 bottle of booze. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's good. Dad What's hit that? it after he realized I was pouring schnitters of it. Oh, I bet. But I know that that's another thing to look at is the price of alcohol. Because we obviously stopped by that fine distillery distillery, mm-hmm. and then ran down to the liquor store to pick up a bottle of their gin and their rum and to enjoy it once we returned home. Right. But God, dude, what was that one bottle of scotch I told you to buy for your pop? It was like 500 bucks. 500 bucks is a 21-year scotch. 500 bucks? Yeah. Ouch. Who drinks those? Yeah, no kidding. That's like people who buy... Like, I, I, I like to imagine, and if you've got the money to spend, then obviously you probably don't care. Right. But if you buy a million-dollar car, why risk putting it on the road? No kidding. Because the only thing you're risking is crashing into something. Or someone hitting you or, or something. Yeah, and then you know a car that exotic, you can't take that to Jiffy Lube. Yeah. Can't take, yeah. yeah, you can't take it to any body shop. I can't remember what kind of car it was, but I remember seeing something that said, like, an oil change on this car was a $20,000 job. What the hell? Yeah, because they had to take, apparently, to get to the stuff to do a basic oil change, they had to take about half the engine out. Holy shit. Yeah, and then obviously put it back in. That's like a whole other car. Yeah, that's twenty grand. That's more than I paid for my personal car. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's about what I paid for the pickup. In an oil change. Damn. That is ridiculous, man. Oh, dude. Holy crap. Huh. I guess, like you said, if, you have the, if you're buying a million-dollar car, you have the money to do, uh, I guess, a $20,000 oil change. I would hope, I at least. I guess you do. Or you're like, there's those, uh, uh, what's the, who's the guy? Who's the stockbroker guy that I'm thinking of? 
Oh. Super rich, old. That narrows it down. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Buffett. Buffett, oh yeah. Warren. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, I think he's worth some odd billions of dollars. Right. But apparently from all the reports, he lives a rather quaint lifestyle. Uh Uh-huh. You know, he doesn't drive like a big fancy car. He doesn't... He lives in like some... It's a nice house. It's a big house, but it's... He's lived in the same house since like the 70s in like Omaha, Nebraska. Holy shit. You know, he's a... And he's one of the richest men on the planet. And he doesn't own anything exquisite as far as I know. I'm sure he does. He's probably got an island somewhere or something. But it just... Those are the 1% of 1% rich folk who don't live like they're super rich folk. Right. Exactly. And you know, that's why very successful business owners, you know, entrepreneurs, multi-million billionaires, whatever, that's the way they tend to live. Like, yeah, they they live comfortably and in some ways luxuriously, but never, not, I want to say never, but overboard when you look at like, like Bill Gates, for example, richest man in the fucking world. And I mean, he literally has so much money that he could, I can't remember what the number, he could give every person in America a pretty decent amount of money for when it comes to free money and it wouldn't even hurt him and it wouldn't even like make him broke yeah no well, why the hell doesn't he <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> I've thought the same thing yeah like that's you want to talk about generosity I mean granted that's where it would get hairy well like, you feed a hungry dog it's going to keep coming back well you feed a hungry dog it's going to come back but then you look and at and bring in buddies how many shitheads like, I don't know. Let's make up a number. Say they said Bill Gates was going to give every adult 18 and over $100,000 in cash or in your bank account, whatever. Yeah. And then how many shitheads, though, is he giving 100 grand to? Uh, yeah. How exactly. many people in the country would either drink themselves to death off it, shoot it into their arm, and kill themselves? Right. Abandon whatever the hell they want to abandon. Yep. Blow through it for... To, and basically have nothing to show for it once it's all gone. Uh-huh. I mean, granted, you'd have those people that would... All they do Be is smart, pay off it. their house, pay off cars, or at least take a big chunk out of it. Right. Or maybe if they have a large amount of debt, you know, they get reset. Mm-hmm. You know, they get rid of the debt, they get their credit score up. Right. You know, and then maybe put, like, a down payment on something nice. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, that'd be a pickle. Yeah, that would be, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a reason why you don't really give money away. Yeah, Especially. Now, I'm, now I understand why he, uh, why that's never hit the old Fox News feed. Oh, Bill Gates is going to give away. Bill Gates gives away $250,000 to every American over the age of 18. Oh, my God. It would be a crazy uproar. Yeah. Oh. But now. Yeah, that'd be, uh. That'd be a big one. Yep, just a bit. It'd be a pickle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I know you got some stuff saved there to. I got some talking I got, points. I got a couple of things. Yeah. Just so I'll, a just, I'll just co-pilot on them since obviously I'm driving. I can't be staring at there the phone. Hands free. Hands free. Exactly. Here's an interesting story out of good old New York. Mm-hmm. Two brothers are facing second-degree murder charges for allegedly saving their methamphetamine manufacturing equipment from a house fire, but leaving their 82-year-old grandmother to die. Oh, that is. The, I feel like that's the, that should be put in the Webster dictionary as an example of shitbag. You leave 
you look at their photo and yeah it pretty much says see them but what, what else does it say both resident Jared Goss Gauss I don't know how the hell you say it 33 was charged on October 10th by a Steuben County grand jury mm-hmm. the lead reporter his brother Corning uh, who is 21 years old oh his brother's name's Justin right 21 years old had been facing a manslaughter charge uh, but the grand jury upgraded it to second degree murder that same day fantastic well you think about it like well then you got to look at the factors too like what caused the fire pretty typical for meth houses usually you know meth manufacturing houses they usually go boom eventually they blow up yep you make a mistake and they gonna go boom yep that's like one training i uh i learned did you ever learn about the shake and bake method yeah we've talked about that a lot i think you and i had this conversation Uh uh-huh so the shake and bake method is a basically i don't want to say personal use because methamphetamine should never be personal use right yeah but it's a system created by criminals in order to manufacture small amounts of methamphetamine and i won't get too much into detail about the production of it because people have a tendency to try it right yeah but you basically take all these ingredients put them in a gatorade bottle or some kind of plastic bottle that is wrapped heavily in duct tape because it has to be able to withstand a pretty substantial amount of pressure right and you let it sit for a little while and you let the pressure build up and you let the meth cook mm-hmm. and then eventually you have to grab the bottle and burp it or like you know like when you drop a soda bottle and it's all shaken up and instead of just opening it because you know it'll explode right you know you kind of crack the lid tighten it again crack the lid tighten it again mm-hmm. you got to do that yep. you got to let that pressure out otherwise there's no way you know, doesn't matter how much duct tape you put on it it's going to blow yep well a part of this i think they told me a story about a state trooper that caught a guy in a parking lot that was performing the shake and bake method mm-hmm. and time came for him to burp the bottle and he right. was not in the vehicle to burp the bottle. Uh-huh. So the state trooper is going through his stuff, and I don't know if he was searching the car or what exactly he was doing, but if you don't burp that bottle, it will explode. Yeah. And the more duct tape you put on it means it can withstand a little bit more pressure. Holds a little more boom. The more pressure that, yeah, the more pressure that it holds, the more boom it has, and it will, there are cases where uh, shake and bake gone bad burned houses down. Oh, I believe it. Because it will start fires. It's oh. some nasty shit. Fuck yeah, the methamphetamine is so fucking flammable, especially when it's in its uh, baking stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrible. Well, but that's why meth houses blow up and burn houses down all the damn time. Fuck yeah. And then the amount of chemicals that go into it is just... Well, and I remember God. you were telling me that method of manufacturing meth is almost a pure form of methamphetamine, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's about, it's about a 98, 99%. That's freaking insane. It's not... Well, plus, once you make it, it's unless you decide to cut it with something, it's not cut. No. You know? God damn. That shit will kill you. Yep. Tom killed a guy. How about... I don't know. I don't know who Tom is. Oh, I was like, are you going on with another story? I don't I don't know who Tom is. No, I'm wrapping up my uh, shake and bake story. No, gotcha. Yeah. But, but I just love how the grand jury... You know, if the prosecutor decided to go with manslaughter and then the grand jury was just like, mm, no. No, secondary murder. Let's, let's bump it up. Let's give them the M word. Yeah. Yep. Because you're an asshole and you probably lit a house on fire with your meth stuff. Right. And then instead of helping grandma, who probably changed your diapers before you turned into a shithead. Right. And you left her in the house. Left her to fucking burn. To die in a house fire. Right. That's 
that's a little bit of a no-no in my that's book. priorities right there, I guess, for them. It certainly is. But yeah. let's see. Oh, here's another interesting one that came up. I actually made a note of this on my phone while I was on my hunting trip. Uh-huh. Did you see the, I don't know where in Texas, but the it's a Texas police officer that was actually fired and arrested uh, uh-huh. and charged with murder. Yep. Doing the, he got a call for a open door. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. I was actually going over that article again the other night because I was looking up the details involving it. Because mm-hmm. when I first heard it, um, I heard it as he got a call for an open door or PD got a call for an open door. Yeah. And he goes to investigate. He's checking the house. And what I was told is he saw someone in the window and then fucking pulled his gun and shot him. Yeah. Pulled his gun. And I saw the... Did you see the body cam footage? Negative Ghost Rider. So he pulled his gun, uh, yelled, like, show me your hands once or twice, and then fired. Yeah. And I so then another article I read said that she had a gun in her hand. I don't know. The news article... So I This is the news story that I watched. Didn't It said she was unarmed. Okay. But it did say... She was sitting on a couch playing video games with her son. Oh, I haven't heard that variation. That's what I heard. Huh. And that was on a local news out of, I think it was out of Spokane. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what it said. She was sitting on a couch playing video games with her son. So, I don't know, did he see the controller in her hand and uh-huh. think that it was a gun? Maybe. Maybe she did have a gun. I don't right. know. We yeah. don't have the story details, but that's not the reason I really wanted Well. I would have wanted to bring this story up anyway, but the main reason I wanted to bring this story up, I'm watching the news broadcast talk about it and how he was fired and arrested the next day, charged with, I think they charged him with second degree murder. Yeah. yeah. Because they, there's no way you could prove he pre-med- premeditation. premeditation. Yeah. Um, but then it all wraps up. They show the guy's mugshot, this body cam footage, yeah. talk about the lady you know, things like that. Uh-huh. And then the news story comes to an end. And guess what the last line they said before they cut to the next story was? No, oh, I don't even know if I want to know. She was black. He was white. Oh, great. Let's just throw those cards out there. Which make it a hate crime. But this is one wasn't. This is where I really, really get pissed off. So first off, I've got a firm. The media is atrocious and just the. I, I sat there in the chair and listened to them say that, and I just had to state, why is that relevant? Right. The yeah. relevant facts are a police officer made a mistake and is going to have to pay the piper for it. Yep. That's what happens. But then, later on in the day, there's other news stories that come out. Uh, the Ohio State Trooper, did you see that one? Uh, I don't think so. Pulling the guy off the train tracks? Negative Ghost Rider. Okay. So, Ohio State Trooper, who was actually, I think he was a Hispanic trooper. Right. Gets a call of a suspicious vehicle stopped on the train tracks. Get up there. Come to find out there's a guy that had a medical episode. Vehicle's right in the middle of the train tracks. Trains are coming. No boy. So, the state trooper bails out, and somehow this, uh, this these train tracks are up on a hill. Uh-huh. They're not, like, just cutting across a roadway or anything like that. Right. So, state trooper runs up, knocks on the window breaks the window out, wakes the dude up, pulls him out. They barrel roll down the hill basically Uh at the last second, and then the train takes the car out. Right. And they talk about how, like, awesome it was and how the cop's a hero and not saying he's not. Of course he is. Right. But do you think that story ended with he was, the driver was white and the trooper was Hispanic? 
Oh, no. No. No, no. Fuck no. No. No, it didn't. It's only relevance when you can make it when you can make it hateful and derogative towards race and color and ethnicity and credence and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. but that's that. That's why I hate the media ninety nine percent of the time, because then even even I even somewhat hate when they publish heroic stories or happy stories. Because granted, I mean, yeah, they're happy and they're heroic, and you know, people deserve a pat on the back once in a while. Right. But then when you're going to turn around and post a story like that about a mistake that was made where the officer is clearly paying the piper because he was arrested. Right. And he was taken to jail and charged with murder and he'll possibly go to prison for a very, very long time. Right. I don't see the relevant. I don't see where it's relevant to say she was black. He was white. Yeah. No. Skin color. Really? It's nothing to do with this. And it's just fueling the fire of this tension and of course there's no protests about this woman being killed because a the police officer was charged like he's gonna go to court and due process and all this stuff right but also i think like a common person could look at that and be like well you know the wind and through the i can't verify obviously because body cam footage is very shaky and odd things like that right it looked like to me anyway when the police officer's looking through the window into the house there wasn't a there was one of those uh, blinds or curtains over the window uh-huh. that you could still see through. Right. But you know what I mean? It just kind of broke up the imagey. It's not as clear as just looking through straight glass. Right. There right. was, you know, some sort of. So maybe he did look through the window, see a remote control in her hand, and thought it was a gun. Right. While he's there for a report of a open door exactly and possibly you know you don't know what an open door is going to be right every police officer in the world is by the time their career is done is going to take 500 calls that turn out to be completely or absolutely nothing right and we're probably going to take depending on your jurisdiction and your call load and things like that say you take 50 to 75 calls that turn out to be something major right you know probably more than that in the span of a whole career depending on how much time you actually spend on the job so the the ratio's way off. Right. Oh yeah. You know what no, I, mean? I agree completely. But that's it just it'll be interesting to actually kind of follow that one and see how it pans out because like you said if that, you know, if there was a curtain in there, if she, you know, what what everything comparing it to a reasonable officer would have done when they start comparing all those things. Yeah. Initially he's going to be charged with murder. Is that going to stick? Are things going to be reduced? Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? It'll probably be a couple of years before we find out, you know, what the verdict is on it. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, it's a shitty deal all around. And, you know, you got to go back to it. And I'm not defending what, you know, what action he chose to take. I'm going to stay, you know, non-biased in it because I don't know the whole circumstances. But it's like, look at law enforcement today. We are being killed left and right a lot of guns this year have killed cops um your typical True. your typical uh um uh, traffic related deaths you know which has always been relevant in law enforcement for many years but you look at how many cops have been ambushed from behind fucking shot and killed in calls that i even think like i might have found myself on you know stuff like that like the one in dallas the guy who uh He's not, he's not, a, he wasn't Muslim. He, you know the one I'm talking about? He did wear like a kind of a turban type. It wasn't a full turban. It was like, he, oh, he was know, uh, Dollywall. Yes. Yeah. And the community loved him. He was a 
from everything I've read, the community loved him. People were put, they had ver, they had vigils for him and stuff. Just a great law enforcement officer. And I read the report of what happened. This is actually off the ODMP officer down memorial page. He went normal traffic stop. Went contacted the driver. Didn't nothing was up. And from what it sounded like, it was a normal contact, just normal traffic stop. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking back, the passenger bails out and blasts him from behind. It's shit like that. Yeah, you know, we, we look at everybody inside the vehicle, but if everybody's just sitting there just being calm and, you know, yeah, not everybody's going to be nice to you, you're pulling them over. Sure, if he's just, the passenger's just sitting there just minding his own business, his buddy's one who got pulled over, not yeah. him. And then in the back of his mind, though, he could just be a cold stone fucking killer. Obviously, that's what he's got out and just freaking started shooting him. It's, you know, cops are scared. I'm kind of making full circle back to where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. Is I don't like to use the word scared because it kind of also, it also pairs up with, I don't want to say cowardice, being scared. Fear is not a bad thing. It can be used as a great weapon. But we are on edge. And this could be, I mean, he was a brand new freaking cop, this guy who shot this guy in her own home. Um, oh, was he? Yeah, he was a, he was an infer- he wasn't on the force for very long, a couple of years, I think, maybe. Oh, shit. Yeah, just a rookie. But it's like, you got to think, in the academies, they're probably, well, you, you can look at our academy, they kind of strike the freaking fear of God into you. Every call you're going to go on, you're probably going to die. It's yeah, like, they try to play that card a little bit. Yeah, little too. Sometimes it's, it's a little not, too much. It's not bad when, when but you. But I get it. Exactly, they're trying to keep us alive. But for some people, that's gonna drive a little too deep into home, home base, and you're gonna have situations like this happen every once in a while when someone's, you know, he's scared shitless. You know, all of a sudden you see someone, can't quite tell if there's a gun. Maybe there isn't. Yeah, that definitely isn't the right thing to automatically just shoot someone when you think there might be a gun yeah i don't know just so many details we could jump into on this one but it's like look at it though today cops are i mean it's a shitty time to be a cop it oh yeah kind of always has been it's never been great being a cop it's been better though it's definitely been better and right now there's more people are given two shits less about respect for law enforcement and yeah so i kind of digress but Maybe maybe we're kind of look at like what's going on today and what's kind of affecting our our boys in blue who are trying to protect us. It's like, yeah, there's you know there's a lot of sketchy shit. We got to be on edge at or on on point at all times. Yeah. Well, I think what also adds to that too is like people. The academy kind of puts the fear of God into you that like I mean, and it's a fact. Any call, any traffic stop could turn into. I mean, you look at the amount. You look at some of the articles that were like police officers that responded to nothing like a disabled vehicle or something right. that 50 or 95 percent of police officers look at on the screen and say, well, that's bullshit. I don't want anything to do with that. Right. And then it turns into somebody getting sh- an officer getting shot or somebody el- or a citizen getting shot. Right. Exactly. So they put that fear into you to get the understanding. But then the media prosecution is also... Fuck! It's ridiculous. Oh, dude. So then you got, you know, you're you're screwed at both ends. Yep. You either have the academy or the FTO process or whatever putting the fear of God into you that every call is going to end in a shootout, like it's a some damn TV show or something. Right. Or you're worried about taking proper action and facing media prosecution. Exactly. Just like the Ferguson thing. That officer, when you look at like what the DHS 
and everything put out as the final report of this is what happened with eyewitness statements and all that, he did nothing wrong. Right. He did nothing wrong. Yes. It's a shitty situation when anyone loses their life, period. Right. But that officer did nothing wrong. Yes. And he's not a cop anymore. Right. He's had, him and his family had to move to an undisclosed location. Nobody knows where they live. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, the government is having to, like, pay his wage for the rest of his life for his own safety. Probably. Change their names, change their kids' names, try everything. Probably. Yep. And, yeah, and it's and it's sad. And it's all bullshit because it comes down to the, the meat and potatoes of he did nothing wrong in the first place. Right. Yep. The guy that lost his life is what did something wrong. Exactly. Yep. I'm just sending a whole shitty chain of events. Yeah. And then it turned into this bullshit of people believing false narratives. Right. And all these other things. And... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just... And then, of course, the, you, know, you got the media helping it out, blowing it up way more than it ever needed to be. Oh, yeah. And you know, too, with all the riots and everything that... If you happen to be one of those people out there that kind of believes what has been proven to be the false narrative uh-huh. of the Michael Brown shooting in Ferguson, Missouri... Right. You think, because of all the protests, all the heat, all the this, all the that... Right. The Department of Homeland Security came in and did a thorough federal investigation... You don't think if they would have had one opportunity to throw Officer Wilson under the bus that they would have, wouldn't have taken it? Oh, dude, yes. Or would have taken it? Right. Oh, dude, if they, had an ex- if they found a reason to put him in prison, he'd be behind bars right now. Exactly. But they couldn't even do that because they look at it and say, he did nothing wrong. Right. Did his fucking job, did what he's trained to do, followed policy, follows law, followed the law, which is, you know, the first one that you always do. Yeah. Policy secondary, but yeah, no, it's just it's sad and it completely changed a man's career and life. Oh, it ruined a man's life. Yep, when he did nothing, it's literally you know, like I said, he did nothing wrong, and now he's the one that has to pay the piper for the rest of his life, right? And thank god at least he's not behind bars, thank god at least he's not behind bars or in the dirt, right. Exactly. You know, but when you do nothing wrong, you don't deserve either of those things. Right. And that's just the that's just the media prosecution and everything that comes full circle in saying it's and basically drive driving home my point that probably doesn't even need to be driven home because it's kind of common sense at this point that the media is bullshit. Yes, it is. It is. I'll no. just stake that right out there. Gone are the days when someone just sits down and tells you this happened on this day. No uh, opinion was given at all. You just recite the news. That's what media and news is supposed to be. Oh. Or you see, like the Texas thing, you see a photo of the police officer, you see a photo of the victim. Clearly, you can see she is African American, he is white. You or can he is Caucasian. Dis- if you want to make that freaking opinion in your own mind that, oh, it was a hate crime, keep, make it up in your own head and keep it to your damn self. It doesn't need to be broadcasted all over the news. Like, that's how everybody feels yeah. about it. And I'm not sitting here saying, there isn't. oh, every every police officer involved, you know, African-American versus Caucasian police officer is never a hate crime. There's bad cops out there. Yes, this is true. I'll state the facts. There are hate crimes. Yep. Like, obviously, I, and like I've said before, I'm not anti-cop. I'm anti-bad cop. Oh, dude. Yep. Bad cops can go to prison and fuck off. Exactly. They don't belong in our profession. Nope. But they exist. 
They do. Just yeah. like bad people everywhere exist. Accountants who embezzle don't belong in the profession. Yeah. Teachers who are child molesters don't belong in the profession. Yes. But they're there. Exactly. They yes. exist. But we cannot we cannot damn condemn a whole uh, you know profession or group because of one person's actions. Oh, exactly. That'd just be like, could you imagine the media heat if police across the country decided from now on we are going to treat every citizen as they are the biggest piece of shit on the planet? Right. As they have, they all have guns. They all have knives. They all want to kill you. Right. They are all shitheads. Yep. Because that's the way civilization in big areas or you know more metropolitan style liberal areas right not to get political of course because that's rule number one no politics no politics that's how they treat them right that's how they treat police officers yeah and then I love when they do these protests they do all this stuff my favorite not saying and you know at the end of the day I might not agree with people but people don't need to be hurt or run over by cars or things like that Right. But I remember watching a video of a BLM protest where they're standing blocking an interstate. Somebody yeah. ran them, ran through them. Fucking A. And then I'm pretty sure it came to find out like there was a medical emergency going on in the car. Right. That, oh, yeah. And they wouldn't get out of the way so this person could get to the hospital. Yeah. So he just ran through them. Which, granted, if your wife or your child is having a medical emergency, I'm going to run them over, too. Oh, hell yeah. I'll get the hell out of my way. I might even roll the window down and give them the courtesy of saying, medical emergency, move. And if they don't want to move, I'm going to move them. Yep. But as soon as that car started going through that line of protesters, you want to know what the number one thing I heard them screaming was? Mm, Call the cops. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Call the cops. Huh, weird. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. You're going to damn police, say we're all racist assholes. Right. And then when somebody who, I mean, hopefully nobody was hurt. Hopefully they just bonked their head and learned a damn lesson. Right. Then you want to say call the cops. Yeah. Then you want to call the cops. Freaking ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Now you want my help. Now you want our help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'll be about a uh, five-hour estimated arrival. Yeah. I'll show up. I'm not a medic. There's not much I can do for you except look at you and say yeah that leg doesn't bend that way yeah it ain't supposed to go that way well get the medicine around yeah your toe you could lick your toes right now without even bending <laughs> that's not good oh shit that's not good yeah. but and then that kind of falls into another do you watch hulu very much well, a little bit or do you watch abc yeah so you haven't seen the show the rookie i haven't no oh it's a good show is it a good show it's a good show i think it's a good so it follows a 49-year-old guy mm -hmm. that was basically, he owned a construction company somewhere out in the Midwest, gets divorced, his son goes off to college. Basically, he's got no reason to stay in the Midwest. Right. So he relocates to Los Angeles and becomes like the oldest rookie police officer in the LAPD that they've ever seen because obviously a 49-year-old rookie is a pretty rare uh, occurrence. Right. And it just kind of follows him and two other rookies going through, like, the training process and things like that. Yeah. Now, this TV show is, it's Hollywood. It's exaggerated. Every episode has this massive gunfight in it. Oh. You know, car chases, foot chases. Uh -huh. Which I'm sure LAPD as a whole, you know, maybe they, do, that maybe they do have at least <clears throat> one or two car chases a day or one or two shootings a week. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. But it doesn't happen to the same officer every day as this show would ha would portray. Right. 
But my favorite thing about this show, I love pointing out the stupid little mistakes. Like, you know, they have the classic, like, handgun with 35 rounds of ammunition running through it. Right. And you never see a reload ever. Uh-huh. Uh, if you watch up close, like, up close shots when somebody discharges their weapon, the slide doesn't go back. Oh. It just makes a bang and kicks back on its own. Oh, nice. Yep. You know, it's little things like that. But what I think the show does really, really well is it uh, between the shootouts and the, you know, ha-ha gun moments and things like that. Right. Or just the comedy, because, I mean, it's a sitcom. It's meant to make you laugh a little bit. Right. But it shows the mental, I don't want to say torment, the mental issues that police officers go through when they have to deal with really shitty calls. Right. Like, for example... Um, I think one of the, I think I watched an episode yesterday that was basically one of the calls one of these rookies had was he was patting down parolees on a wall. Uh-huh. One of them took off running. He gave him it was a big long foot chase. He ended up catching the guy. The guy had a handful of nine millimeter bullets in his pocket, mm-hmm. and he said, "Where's the gun?" You know, blah blah blah. The guy denied it. Things like that. A couple seconds later, um, the rook. The officer hears a woman down the street yelling for help. Uh-huh. So he hands the guy in handcuffs off to another officer, runs down the street, finds a little boy standing in the front yard that had found the gun, waving it around like it's a toy, and the mom is about five feet away from him trying to ask him to put it down and things like that. Right. So the officer does the same thing, tells him to put it down, put it down, and the kid ends up shooting his mom in the upper portion of her chest. Oh, shit. Yep killer eventually yeah Um, eventually they state they said the mom passed away on the operating table obviously i mean i'm sure it's happened in the history yeah but in this case it's a made-up story right but it showed you know the what the police officer went through in feeling you know he questioned he's like as soon as i and he said it on the show too he's like as soon as i came around the corner and saw the kid i should have tackled him right and there's other officers trying to talk him down and you know, say things like, well, what if you would have tackled the kid and the kid would have shot himself when you tackled him? Right. Oh, like yeah, all it, those what ifs and what could ifs and yeah. what done. It ended the way it ended. It might not be perfect, but it's all we got. Right, exactly. You know, it's and it's unfortunate anytime somebody loses their life, but it's a good show for showing what police officers go through mentally. Right, exactly. Because I think even post traumatic stress, I don't like to call it a disorder because I don't think it is one. No. It exists everywhere. Yeah, oh, and, it does. I mean, it exists in civilians that have been through traumatizing experiences, police officers, firefighters, EMS, military, for God's sake. Oh, it's, yeah. It's everywhere. Yes, it you is. Know, even, you know, you look at school teachers that have been in, in buildings maybe with active shooters or maybe even active shooters that maybe just the amount of active shooters has scared someone to the point where they have stress. Oh, dude, yeah. It's... It, it's ridiculous. Oh, it is. It is ridiculous. It really is. But it's a good show. You should watch it. I should check you it should, out. You should give it a watch. I'm going to bring a little bit of circle back around to that PTSD thing because it's something that I've kind of become a little more passionate about and uh, paid a little more attention to in recent times, <clears throat> especially this last year, um, is take care of your minds. Just as an, on just complete, not just PTSD, take care of your minds. I like dad, me and dad were talking one night and... Uh, um, dad made the comment it, it was in joking but in, in all seriousness it's like he's like everybody should have at least three counselors in their life 
just someone that they talk to and just stay in check with and on board with. He's like, you don't have to go to a shrink. You don't have to lay on a couch and freaking talk about uh, talk your, about your feelings. Talk about your feelings. That whole stereotypical, like what you think of when you go to talk to someone about stuff. So, you love know, myself. I've been to Oopsa. a couple of counselors, and it's actually nice, especially when it's someone who is not family or friends, just someone who you get along with great. Right. And you just go and kind of stay in check. How are things going? What's going on in your life? Get in a completely outside, not really like. Yeah, yeah, maybe opinion or maybe just an outside perspective on things. It just kind of helps keep your mental health. I mean, your brain is the most active and one, well, all your organs are important, but your brain is the one that's, that can make you or break you. And if you keep it happy and healthy, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be doing pretty good. Yeah. And that's even the, I think the biggest thing too, is a lot of times the people that you know, that go through something that's going to cause some shit right and but they just refuse to believe that something is wrong uh-huh that's the toughest thing to get by is, oh yeah especially for you know people like us you and i for example type a personalities that are well we're tough we got shit figured out we're the big strong dudes in the you know our relationship or in life <laughs> we can figure this out we're fine we're fine that's uh-huh. what we just that's what a lot of people um do is they just say oh, i'm fine i don't need that I don't need that. I'm fine. I'm okay. Nope. Yep. I don't need that. Nope. But for how long until that monster eats you up and it just comes freaking screaming out one day and, you know, God forbid you just, you know, decide to eat a bullet or, you know, well, then less. It just changes the chemistry of your brain. Oh, man. it does. If you start looking into studies of what, like stress, PTSD, anxiety, depression, things like that, what it does to your brain not just the physical outward symptoms or even inward feelings that you feel the stuff that it's doing that you don't even know like chemicals it's releasing like mm-hmm. you could you could be a great healthy person stay athletic but you have a crap ton of anxiety or depression you might you not know it might attack. be affecting yeah you'll be you could have a heart attack your blood pressure could be through the roof you could be on the verge of a freaking stroke or an aneurysm fuck just just take care of yourself and i know that's one of the big and I know, well, a lot of people, when you talk about going and talking to a counselor or somebody like that, they want to bring up the money. Right. And this is, if you're an administrator or somebody has anything to do with policy, whether it's a fire department, police department, uh, EMS, hospital, whatever. Yeah. If you look at your policy or your insurance, I should say, and uh-huh. they don't cover at least a certain number of mental health related visits, yep. you're fucking up. Yep, and that's, I think it's actually by law, insurance is supposed to cover those things a certain oh, amount. Really? Yeah, like ours, for example. I think, it's, what is it, like 20 visits? Um, it depends. It varies from, like, I think our policy for our insurance is, it's either 6 or 12 a year. I can't remember which one. At least one a yeah. month. And then there's those 1-800 lines Yeah. that um, that you can use, I think, unlimited, actually. Well, I think that's I maybe that's where you're getting the twenty from. I think I know there's free ones out there where yeah. you just call, and they hook you up with somebody, and they don't even yeah. like there's no they don't even ask you what your name is. Yep, nope. They just genuine person who cares about you and just wants to talk to you. Yeah, and help you help you through whatever it is, whether it's you're just having you're stressed out about next month's bills or you're on the verge of jumping off the fucking skyscraper in New York City. Yeah, there's you know one end of the extreme to the other is just, you know, if you're, you're, you're not alone. No, there are tools. It's a lot better than it was freaking 20, even 10, 15 years ago. 
they're realizing how important it is to address these mental mental health issues that yeah. are coming up. Which is a huge... Or have been around forever. Yeah, well, they've been around forever. They've just never been talked about. Right. Which is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. You know, it we're... Is. The, the day and age... It's only going to get better in certain aspects. But today's day and age, when it comes to, like, mental health professionals... You know, the fact that taking care of your body will help you take care of your mind. Right. The fact that if you don't take care of your mind, your mind is going to fuck up your body. Oh, You know, stress, anxiety, depression, it's going to cause muscle tension, nerve problems, which which leads to arthritis, which leads to back problems, hip problems. Right. Being a cop in general is a ticket to back problems, for God's sake. Big time. Then you start adding up, you know, feeling like shit mentally, which, like you said, just compounds and compiles. On everything else. And the next thing you know, you're you're at retirement age and you're depressed, but whatever trauma whatever affected you so long ago happened so long ago, you don't even know why you're depressed. You've got this pile of shit and you don't even know how to get to the freaking root of the first you, pile of you've shit. You've just got a mountain of shit and you got no idea what to do with that petrified turd somewhere in there and you just can't quite ever remember what the fuck started all this. What the you yeah. can't remember what you had to eat that day. Right, exactly. That's a big thing. It's just don't... I think, like you said, Josh, people aren't by themselves. Yep. You know, you got somebody to talk to. Talk. Look at your insurance. Contact your HR, whether it's a hospital or whatever. If there's no mental health visits, they're fucking something up. Yeah, exactly. There's free resources out there if you don't have the finances to go out and seek something of your own. Right. You know, it's just take care of yourself. Oh, exactly. No, I It worries me. Right. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, guacamole. How, how long have we been rolling for? I feel like it. I mean, oh, we're oh, almost getting 50, close to home. About 54 minutes. Yeah, yeah we're almost there. there we we are. have to wrap this up. Unfortunately, I got to kick myself in the arse a little bit today because no internet means no. I could not look up a hero talk for today. You kind of brought so we did. We gave him a little. We gave him two heroes last last week. That's but true. But then you brought up that trooper who, yes, he was. You know, oh, the just Ohio doing his job. trooper. The Ohio trooper. That you probably is. don't remember his name, do you? I don't. But still, don't we, that's a hero talk right there. I mean, he freaking went up there and yanked some dude out of a train and almost got freaking blasted by the damn train. And it train was himself. close too. If you watch that video, it was maybe. Two and a half seconds. Oh, jeez, dude. From the time they started rolling down the hill to the time that car got wiped out. That's, that it is close. was close. Right. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a damn hero right there. They're everywhere. There's so many stories out there. Obviously, I don't think we'll ever, we'll never run out of them. Oh, no, because the second we run out, there'll be a new batch of them coming through. Right. And, and, you know, I've we'll got to talk about them. Hell, yeah. And I've got to do another shout-out. You know, I, Josh, uh, buddy, our buddy Josh, you know him. He smokes cigars with us, drinks some booze with us on some back porch conversations. Um, oh, yeah. I, I gave him that little shout-out about mixing my good bourbon with the, with the Coke. Yeah, give him, oh, give him yeah. shit for that. And he actually, you know, he funny after he listened to that episode, he messaged me. He's like, yeah, thanks for the shout-out. We were joking about it. But <laughs> he's one of our regular listeners, and he, it comes up in conversation. He listens to our stuff. He, you know, from what I can tell, he genuinely likes it and likes the points we bring up. So, you know, just... He's a prime, just one example of the many of our amazing listeners out there. We, we just love you. We love that feedback. Send us a Facebook message. Send us a text message if you got our numbers. If you want our numbers, send us an email. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start texting. We love talking to people. And 
give us some stuff to talk about. If you've got a hero talk that you would love to be heard on the podcast, send us a message. We'll do our little bit of research and we'll air it on the next one. Maybe we're just not Googling the right stuff. I don't know. Some, sometimes it, I yeah, feel I like it's know. sometimes we struggle a little bit more than we should have to to find hero stuff. Sometimes. I think it's also the pressure of just wanting to find good ones. Right. Yeah. Want you something know. that's freaking boom you out know, there. You know they're out there, and you just want to find a really good one to share with to find folks. Heck yes. But I think... Yeah. Where are we at? Yeah. We're coming up on old Moscow. I mean, we, we burnt up Coeur d'Alene to Moscow. That's a... That's a Coeur d'Alene to Moscow. That's a... Making, that's a good session. That's a good session right it there. It flew by. It always don't, flies by. Don't forget, before we go, we got to remind you, don't forget about our giveaway. Halloween night, make sure you hop on our Facebook page. If you don't like the Facebook page, make sure you like the Facebook page. Share the post. Tag two friends. You win yourself a couple of fine pint glasses from Double Tap Engraving and a couple of fine beverages from Groundwork Brewing. Heck yes. You can't forget that. No, you can't. And then when you need the pick-me-up juice, don't forget to get on Strike Force Energy. Use the promo code BillBlue and get yourself some 20% off. Oh, that's Nice old so made-in-the-USA veteran-owned company. Helps them out. Uh, helps them out. Helps us out. We love you for it. Right. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep the giveaways probably coming as time goes on. Keep showing love. Right. Gotta keep showing love. Heck yeah! Give back a little bit. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Make sure you smoke a good cigar. Enjoy some liquor. Or drink bro. responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Twenty-one means twenty-one. Twenty-one means twenty-one. Eighteen means eighteen. All them good numbers. Age is not just a number, R. Kelly. <laughs> Remove head from ass. No, no, you gotta use rectum. That. What? Head from rectum. I just oh, just, rectum. I think that's the word oh, of the excuse day. Excuse me. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> tell that's them. funny you say rabbit hole after rectum, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, okay. okay. And on that note, uh, make sure you take care of each other, be safe, and we'll talk to you next time. And God bless America.